Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons, but joining us for a panel discussion to probably not wrap up the Nolan Arenado conversation, but hopefully for my sanity, uh, just put some final thoughts, at least for the week and for the time being on this fiasco. We've got the team from DNVR Abs, of course, you know, AJ Hayfley and Nathan Rudo Rudolph. Rudo, just stick with it there. I just feel like when I'm saying other people's full names is the only time I, I reach for the Nathan. <laughs> and of course, from DNVR Golf and uh, I should say a veteran of this podcast and of our drafts, Big Drive Spence Smith. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? How are all you guys? Doing great. And glad to see that you're coming to us from inside of a Colorado Rockies footlocker. You look fantastic. <laughs> the whole this is my, it's my office. <laughs> That is amazing. I got to get one of those. I have 57 pairs of shoes, so I got to keep them somewhere. I mean, Rockies fans are going to be on the course pretty early this season, I think. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be a full season of golf. Yeah, so I think we're I don't know that we're necessarily trying to put a bow on uh, this trade. Uh, there's no way to put a bow. So, since AJ's here, I, I, we might be flushing it. I think I think flushing it might be <laughs> That's the a better analogy. Term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, now I do want to actually start with Rudo because we've had AJ and Spence on more recently and it's, we haven't had Rudo on for a very, very long time. And I know he's a big baseball fan and he's, he's over there doing the hockey thing, but I know he's got thoughts to share. So I just, just take the floor, man, wherever you want to, I'm just passing you the puck. Am I allowed to use these terms now? I'm learning. Absolutely. I'm passing you the puck. I'm letting you do what you're going to do with it. Sauce me boss. That's what I need from you. Uh, I don't think I'm going to say anything that hasn't been said before, but I think there are a handful of things the Avs need to do in the immediate. You mean the Rockies, but I feel you. Yeah. It's just what we all Rockies, do. sorry. <laughs> Force of habit. I'm on a show. I just say Avs. Uh, Rockies, number one, you have to fire Jeff Reddish. Just do it. it. The organization cannot go forward with their fan base as long as Jeff Reddish remains as the general manager. It. It's... <laughs> the situation has become that untenable, I believe, for the fan base. Number two, AJ. <laughs> AJ has a question on number one. Did you one. feel this way about Joe Sackick after the 48-point season? No. Why? Because there were extenuating factors going into that 48-point season that were not the same as this season for the Rockies. So why did he get the free pass? He's the guy that built that team. Why did Sackett get the free pass? Yeah. Because I don't believe that team would have been that bad had Patrick Waugh stayed. I also believe Patrick Waugh played a more than small role in building that team the way it went. Uh, there's no one Jeff Reidich can push blame to, except for maybe Dick Monfort, who, part number two of this, <laughs> needs to remove himself from all baseball decisions going forward. <clears throat> I, look, yeah. I'm... I have accepted the fact that he's not going to sell the team. I think everyone should accept the fact that that's just never going to happen. So ask for the next best, best thing. Remove himself. Hire the correct people to become president of baseball operations, a new general manager, 
whatever you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Stop this meme from continuing to happen to us. It's, I get it. I get it. He wants to be part of the organization. I do. But coming from the Avs beat where the Cronkies are entirely hands-off, if you hire the right guy for the job, he will do a better job than Dick Monfort ever could when it comes to making these types of decisions. Is Monfort's role in this part of why this hurts the way that it does? It doesn't help. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I'm not as intimate with the relationships in the front office of the Colorado Rockies as, as some people on this pod, but certainly the comfort level between him and Jeff Breidich is concerning. The fact that he stated himself, he considered firing himself, but not Breidich is concerning. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was quite the statement, wasn't it? <laughs> um, so I, look, I understand the financial situation is, is going to be what it is with the Monfords, but at a certain point, he needs to get people in there that he can trust and that are good at the job and just start signing the checks. If there's something that's too expensive for their blood, there's something that's too expensive. I understand that to a certain level, but at a certain point, as Drew put it, you have to be able to afford a baseball team. If you can't field a competitive baseball team, what are you doing owning a baseball team? Watching its value go up. That part, <laughs> uh, that yeah. part, I think, is pretty easy and straightforward. I think all the fans more or less agree with that type of sentiment. The part some fans aren't going to agree with, burn it to the ground. Trade every single player over the age of 25 on the Colorado Rockies. The only names I want to recognize on the opening night roster are players they picked up to flip at the deadline. I don't want to know anything about this era of the organization <laughs> in three years. I want it to be a completely different look, get brand new players, make it a complete new era of Colorado Rockies baseball. And I think the Rockies are in a very unique position to be able to do this and still be financially okay because people will show up to Coors Field, period, full stop. They will continue to show up irrelevant of the product on the field. Why not take advantage of that and use that to actually build a decent baseball team? I would say he's more Jerry Jones than Al Davis. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Com. All right, Spence. Uh, what do you What do you think of all that? You buying that? You selling that? Yeah. So I think uh, one of the big keys that Rudo kind of touched on, but in answering AJ's question, is there's a difference. There, there's GMs that are bad at their job. We all know that. There's there's everybody's bad at certain jobs, but I think the the biggest issue here is just the constant awkward disrespect and Nolan said it himself. He said, there's some real disrespect going on around here. And that's, he said that I believe last spring training uh -huh. and a guy that's a hall of famer, it, he should be feeling that's the last thing he should be feeling is disrespect from the general manager. And especially like if the general manager is winning world series and just putting players together and making all these great deals and putting the team in a, a spot to win a world series every year, then he doesn't, he demands respect. But in that relationship between Breidich and Arenado, 
Arenado is the one that demands the respect, not Breidich. So I think that's the biggest issue I have with ownership. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of issues I have with ownership um, and the way this team is run. But I think just the overall lack of giving a shit for lack of a better term of your best player. And maybe the, uh, when it's all said and done, the best player to ever put on your uniform and then you just, you just constantly disrespect him. That's what I have a big problem with. It's, I mean, winning cures all ailments, right? You can put up with a lot of stuff if you're in a rough locker room, but you guys are winning 100 games a year and threatening to win a World Series. Coming from the Avs beat, that's kind of part of the problem with Breitich again. People are on record saying he's the worst communicator in baseball. Joe Sackick has always been a player's GM. He has always treated players very, very respectfully, done his best to do right by the players, and it's it's just so foreign to me to watch Breitich uh, from Shit an outsider's view not even try to have a relationship with these guys. Yeah. Well, what the Cardinals GM did to the Rockies is basically what Joe Sackick does to other GMs. I saw a quote about Sackick, and it was like, what do you do if Joe Sackick calls you as, as another GM and it just said, hang up the phone? That's what you do. Like, okay. he's going to fleece you, and that's what happened. You find out who he's interested in, and you figure out why you've undervalued that guy. <laughs> I think I think Breidich may have read that, but he misinterpreted it and said, "If another GM calls you, what do you do? Hang up, hang up, because the communication <laughs> thing is could be a bit of an issue for him right now." Is he the only GM that's not in the GM group text in baseball? Ooh. Very just, well, like, could be kept yeah. him out of it. They were like, "You don't get to be part of the group chat." Get to hang out in the slack room. And it would make sense to a degree because, as we've been discussing, you know, Breidich may have some great ideas for, you know, certain trades. You know, we, we saw how, how good that, that Herman Marquez deal was. But if at the end of the day, every single time he's, you know, worked out a, a, a decent deal, he's got to go to his owner and the owner says, yeah, but that's going to add $5 million in payroll. But it's going to be worth a lot more than that. We're actually getting a lot of value in this deal for only adding $5 million more. And he gets told no, and then, hey, I got to call you back. Sorry, my my dad said I can't go out this weekend. I can't we can't do that. And that that's that's a major disappointment. And it's uh, it it makes sense why you know he he might be a, a poor communicator in a way because he's got to he's got to go and talk with Monfort before he can come back. And at some point, maybe he doesn't even bother answering those calls. I think when he started during that presser, when he started talking about, oh well, that's just human existence, right? Yeah. Uh, got a little existential on us there. <laughs> it's like so being a GM isn't that freaking hard, buddy. Yeah. Like it's a tough job and it's a thankless job and it's a pressure cooker of a job, and you will one day get fired from it. But what are you talking about? What planet are you on where you get to look down on other people and then shrug it off as well, that's just life. Am I right, guys? <laughs> You know what I'm saying there? What? Like uh, it, his inability to apart, communicate a, thing. Yeah, a coherent message in a press conference that he knew was coming, his inability to have a normal response. Like no wonder the guy can't communicate. He can't have a normal conversation with somebody. Like this is a dude where you're like can you even small talk? Can you just be like, oh, yeah, sunny day outside? Well, you know, sometimes this, you know, the, the weather cycles and the patterns of this season, like, 
What the hell are you on about, man? <laughs> he was getting choked up at that point when he was going to the whole human existence because he was talking yeah. about Nolan. I've known his family, and he 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 didn't sound choked up, but he he looked like he was almost sick to his stomach trying to figure something out because he realized that this is a catastrophic mistake and he will never be a general manager ever again. No I mean, one will give him the keys. Is he is he ever going to have a job in baseball again? Like, and and I'm blown away that the ownership group can continue to just roll with it. Like Woody Page is like, have you ever thought about firing him? And he's uh, like, no, I haven't thought about it. How is that possible? Yeah. How have you never thought about it after two years in a row? And like last year was goofy town. You can write it off if you want, but it was really just a continuation of what had happened the year before. It was not good enough. It was way too much talent not getting and not getting enough return. And your response is to take one of your best players and pay to have him go away. And you're like, oh, not only was this the best financial decision for us, but I haven't even considered getting rid of the guy that created this entire mess in the first place. The guy that has wasted hundreds of millions of, of dollars of my money on incompetence. Like I funded this. I I put the money into it. I put the effort into this. And this guy flushed it down the toilet on garbage signings. Instead of trying to fix any of this, I'm just sticking my head in the sand and saying, well, you guys just don't understand. What? Yeah. AJ's just getting warmed up. AJ's getting warmed up. AJ's only on like a six right now. Tops. Tops. He's at a six. Uh, This is going to get... Worse by that, I mean better before it calms down. He's at a six. Uh, what did you make of the uh, I, I lie a bet, I lie awake in bed at night, mm-hmm. <laughs> killing myself over this comment? So what? what was the word? I'm trying to, well, there was one specific word he used. I'll find the how I feel like yeah. that was the time also where he was like, ah, there's 10 times I thought this deal might not have been right, gonna, might not have been a good, a good idea. Deal. How, how do you make the right decision 10 times and still get it wrong on the 11th <laughs> one? Like, totally. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, that's like, all right, you go to the car dealership, right? And you know you don't have a mo- enough money to buy a shiny new car. And you go in like, I'm just going to look. I'm not going to do it. And they like work you down and you finally buy the car and realize after you drive out that you're financially ruined. Except for with this trade. They went in looking for the shiny new car and got convinced to buy the 25-year-old beater that nobody is wants. Like, they weren't even trying to sell this car before they walked into the shop. <laughs> I don't know how they managed it. And you paid extra for the clear coat, too. <laughs> you paid for the clear coat. Speed holes. They're speed holes. Trust us. Wow. Spence, was there, was there anything for you that, that stood out as, you know, just – just something that's kind of haunting you or, or maybe even something that could be positive that, that you were able to take away from the press conference. I think the thing that bothers me the most and is I, I just can't tell if, and maybe you never really can in these press conferences. A lot of, a lot of people have to say company lines and stick to, you know, a standard kind of regular thing to say, but I feel like, yeah, a script. There you go. Thanks AJ. Uh, I feel like, him just looking everybody in the eyes and saying that this team still has a ton of talent and is, is still, 
I, I'm not saying that that's not wrong because you can, I can sit here and flip my take and sit and go through all the players and tell you there's talent, but th- there's gotta be a point where talent turns into production on the field and it hasn't been there. And I just, it just feels like a straight up lie right into your face of, I think. And, and the other thing that bothered me too, is that he kind of turned it on. No, he tried to turn it on Nolan. Well, Nolan was never going to stay. Well, Nolan this, Nolan that. I, I just, that yeah. part really bothered me. And that goes back to the disrespect that he, you know, they, they, I think British Breidich has like tried to deflect blame as much as he could instead of just saying, Hey, I, you know, I signed Ian Desmond for 70 million, probably not a great signing. I signed Wade Davis. I signed Jake McGee, I signed Brian Shaw. Like instead of just owning it, I, I think that's something that we can all relate to. We've all made bad decisions. I'm going to make probably 10 more in the next 10 hours. And you just, when you own up to it, it, it gives everybody a different, like, oh, I feel at least some, some sort of human connection with this guy. Like, you know, wow, we just got to a point where we screwed this up, but it was like a, no, no one wanted out. There's nothing we could have done. He's gone now. And we paid 50 million to get him out of here. I mean, it's, Spence, it, I'm, a, I'm a little worried if you're going to make 10 bad decisions in the next yeah. 10 hours. <laughs> It is a Friday night, AJ. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for fair AJ's enough. next 10 hours. One of them is at least going to be related to a haircut. I know that much. Oh, man. It's one of those half-truths, though, right? Because two months ago, maybe that was true, that there was nothing they could do. Nolan wanted out. It doesn't change the fact that the return on the trade was a disaster. But but the real problem here goes back a year and a half. And how did you let it get to this point where Nolan wanted it out that badly? Right. Right. And that's that's the and why it's doubly infuriating that because the Dick Monfort quote I was trying to give you a minute ago about I lied awake many sleepless nights trying to figure that out was his answer to that question. How did this relationship get so poisoned? And he basically said, I've got no idea, but I really agonized over it. And it's like and Michaela and I hashed this part up. It's like you can't call him. <laughs> you don't have Nolan Arnato's phone number. I'm pretty sure you do. Like that that I thought was the worst moment of that whole press conference when he basically said, "I I have no idea how this relationship got poisoned because that just shows you well then you have no idea how to make sure the next relationship doesn't get poisoned." You've got yeah, no there concept, was nothing right? learned from this is yeah. is a huge problem here mm-hmm. that there was nothing learned. It was it was a colossal failure on a human level, not even from a, this was a bad trade and, you know, blah, 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 blah. The GM doesn't, can't, can't evaluate baseball players. On some level, the GM has shown an ability to evaluate baseball players. He was involved in building the farm system that produced like half the Rockies roster at this point. So like, it's not, it's not like it's complete and utter incompetence at every level from Jeff Breidich, but the failure on a human level is from both of them. Yeah. And it's that neither one of them could, could manage to, to get out of their own way and swallow the pride and call Nolan and say, you know what? You're our guy. We committed a long-term deal with you for you to be the face of this franchise for the next decade. You're our guy till the end. You're our ride or die. You're the third baseman that we, we don't, we, when your career is over, we want to build a statue out in front of Coors Field of you diving for a ball because that is the iconic image of third base at Coors Field for the next 50 years of Rockies history. That should have been it. That should have been – you should have loved on that guy 
and dabbed him up at every turn. This was not a like a top guy that came in and lived up to the potential. This was a high draft pick, but not like the highest. Like a second round pick in baseball is a little different than yeah. it is in a lot of other sports. And this dude works his ass off for you, goes through the organization, does every single thing that you want from him, embodies everything that you want out of a player for, for on and off the field is the exact kind of person you want representing your community and wearing the Rockies across the chest. Does everything right. And you manage to alienate that guy so badly that when he leaves town, all he can say is, you know, I wish it hadn't happened. It sucks that it is this way, but I'm happier now. That guy wanted so badly out of your organization, the one that he grew up in, the one that helped nurture him into a star. It was a, it should have been a symbiotic relationship. He wanted a long-term deal. Dick Munford even took us through the process. Okay, we agreed on the arbitration number. His guys said, hey, we'd love to come back and do a long-term deal. We weren't sure that that was going to be a for-real thing. It ended up being a for-real thing. How do you poison that relationship so badly that a year later, not even a full year later, that guy's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. That's, that's, that's what's not winning or losing to me. Like notoriously known for being a little bit more on the stingy side with the money are the Rockies, and you finally get that contract committed to your own guy to to put it in. Say we're all in on a guy. This is the the move that we want to make, and you blow it up that quickly. It's. And and I'm so afraid that the lesson they learned from this is well, just don't spend that much money ever again. One one thing I want to kind of suppose is, and, and you kind of said it, AJ. What if they would have just had picked up the phone to call him? Because maybe this relationship wasn't as poisonous as we think. Because they've said nothing. It's it's still early. It's still in the early going, right? It's, it's still the first week. But there's been nothing but positive and, and, and nice, respectful comments. We'll see what happens going forward. How poisonous could it have been if they're not, you know, really trying to slip in a little something about something negative about this guy and that it, it hasn't happened. So maybe it really would have, like you said, AJ, just taken a phone call. They could have picked up the phone, called and said, you are our guy. We're sorry. We're going to work through this. We'll figure it out. That's all it would have taken. But no one would have said, well, are you going to build around me still? No. And and then, then that would have been the end of the conversation. So it might not have been that poisonous. I don't know. But, you know, Monford just – they were not honest. They unfortunately were not honest with, with Nolan, I think, to a degree. Well, and you can you can hear them. The, I have the, a hard time with that without having been there for those conversations, calling somebody uh, – without having been there, I have a hard time calling out somebody's honesty. Plenty of honesty I as far as building around because, Nolan. We know that they unfortunately weren't, weren't really able to do that, at least not to, to the degree that he wanted to. We know that, right? Sure, but and that's, so that's like where such the a weird, ambiguous have... promise in the first place. Like, we promise True. to build around you whatever right. we define as build around you, and <laughs> right. we have fulfilled that promise. Like, that's just, yeah. that's just a little too ambiguous for me. I, I, I need, like, a little a little stronger evidence that they came out and said, Hey, we're going to do these specific things. And they didn't do that. But that's that communication piece. Right. But, but you're right. You're right. It is ambiguous. It's, it's not that hard though, because this is, we're going to build around you. I'm, I have no issue saying that they have an honesty issue because they couldn't be honest with themselves in that press conference. 
That was their that was their time to come to Jesus. That was their time to get to come out in front of everybody and say, "Look, we we botched this. This is awful. This we we've learned these specific lessons." And instead, Dick Mumford's like, "I've been lying awake at night trying to figure out what I, what went wrong. How in the world did this happen to me? How are you in the world going to going to try and make yourself out to be a victim of the mean guy Nolan who just wanted out?" Like, what the hell are you going on about, dude? You can't even be real with us right now. That was their chance. It, I, They had an opportunity to have a conversation with their fan base and say, we screwed this up. We regret this. We've learned lessons from this. We look forward to moving forward and 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 figuring this out and, and making changes. And they didn't do any of that. They said, woe is me. Nolan bad. Whoops. On to the next thing. What? I mean, what is the next thing? I don't think we could even get a clear direction from them in that press conference where the answer was, oh, this team still has a lot of talent. Yeah, we think Story will be back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Those two comments were pretty close together. I'll tell you what they should have been doing, though. If he, if he's going to lie awake in bed at night, he should have been dreaming about Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef. That's nice. what will fill your dreams mm. full of very positive things. Getting a little bit of beef in your time. I'm still eating some chili. I got leftover chili from last night. One of my favorite things to make with their ground beef or their ground chuck. They got sausages that are absolutely fantastic, world beaters. But my favorite thing still on the Cattle Company website there from Hassle Cattle Company is the bacon. You got you to gotta get into the Wagyu bacon. It'll change your life. I've got an outstanding you know, challenge to anybody out there. Get something from this place. Tell me it isn't absolutely delicious. I've got no negative feedback whatsoever. Lots of people said they've ordered it. They're really enjoying it. And it's fantastic because they take care of the beef out there. You don't have any of the hormones, any of that stuff. Uh, they're taking care of your wallet by not charging you ridiculous amounts. And that even helps out the environment when you do it this way. Really a win-win-win situation for you. You use promo code DNVR10, you get 10% off. And if you order over 200 bucks, they'll hook you up with some free shipping. I highly Highly recommend you look into that situation because it is top-of-the-line beef. I'm never going to the grocery store ever again. Where's our other guys? Ah, yes, the kings of drafting. The DraftKings Sportsbook uh, now may not be the best time to bet on the Colorado Rockies unless you're definitely hammering that under, though I have no idea what the over-under <laughs> is at right now. I'd, just I would under. assume it's, it's been updated. <laughs> just just go ahead and go on the under. Uh Obviously, if we've got some crossover listeners today, you know, there's all kinds of fun abs bets. The best bet in the world is taking Miko shots on goal every single time the abs play. If you want to make free money, you don't even have to follow the Colorado Avalanche, though I highly recommend it. They're a good team, and there's uh, the best coverage in the world sitting right with us here today, getting that team covered. But just get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and every single time the abs are playing, bet on Miko for shots on goal. And you will make money. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad I was able to help you out here today. If you're more interested in the big game, love it. Every single time. Uh, I believe they're playing a little football on Sunday. If somebody scores a touchdown in that game and you're just getting on this app now, use that promo code DNVR and they will double your money if a touchdown 
is scored. That's again promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction slash or dash challenge dash DFS for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Is anybody gambling on the Rockies to lose 100 games next season, or is it too early to think about that? They won't. There's no way they lose 100 games. Yeah. Pitching's too good, and they never do. But I mean, I agree. The universe, but, but there are people out there that are, how, are definitely worried. How confident are we that there will be a hundred games to lose? That's the other thing. It's <laughs> like if it's only a hundred fifty-four game season, <laughs> still on the table though. No, I don't. Uh, all right, we're we're gonna put off Spence's optimism for just a little bit. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hear what you've got to say in the notes that you've taken, but I wanna get all the rest of this stuff out. Earlier, I want, I want to, like I said, we're, we're, we're purging today. We're getting these bad feelings out. And that doesn't mean they're going to go away. But we're getting it all out there. So, oh, and Master Tater saying, Nico shots, Jokic points, boards, assists is the best parlay you can do. Okay. That sounds reasonable. Those guys are playing well this year. So, all right. Yeah, Rudo was asking there about, what happens moving forward now? You know, what is the plan? You were saying you want him to burn it all down. Yep. AJ Spence, is that where you're at? Trade story, Gray, Marquez, flip this thing around? Or is a part of you like, I don't know, let's see what these kids can do and kind of take it from there? Spence, what why don't you go first on that? These kids can do. Uh, the people I am definitely... who are left on all the 25 year olds left on the team. <laughs> I am definitely in the camp of at this point, you know, nothing that ownership or management can do will baffle me anymore at this point with the Rockies. <laughs> but when you have Trevor Story, who just got rated the number one overall shortstop by MLB.com, I believe, uh, you got, you have to latch on to that guy. Now, we could be in a situation a year and a half from now. We're back on this podcast talking about them trading him to a team for essentially what we think is nothing right now. Um, but you have to latch on to that dude and let him be your new Nolan. Let him be the guy that goes out and quote unquote leads the team. I don't thinking about now Daniel Murphy being gone. I'm sure he's the most elder statesman of the Rockies possibly. I mean, other than the pitchers, but as far as position players, he's been here, been around the longest and, you know, maybe he has a breakout, uh, you know, another breakout season. He hits 35 bombs. I'm assuming 162 game season here, which is crazy, but I'm going to do it. Um, 100, 110 RBIs hitting in the middle of the lineup, even though he may be walked every time he gets to the plate if they can't protect him well enough. But I think you have to latch on to him at this point. Trading him, um, another part that worries me about trading him in general is that the fact of what are they going to get back? <laughs> you know, sure. we've, we've seen them be fleeced, so I don't want to be fleeced again. But I really do think that him, Nolan being gone, they have to look at their roster and look at, not necessarily, you know, Trevor Story is a great baseball player, a five-tool player, does everything well, steals bases. He does everything you want. He's a great glove. He should be in the top three for gold glove every year, even though he's he never is. Um, but you have to latch on to that dude and say, all right, you're our, you're our guy now. We're going to sell all the Trevor Story jerseys we can. We're going to, you know, you're going to be our Troy Tulowitzki of the time, essentially. He needs to be the face of the franchise, so you can't let him go, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, 
if they could extend him, and I've always said, and I get why people think there's absolutely no chance, but I do think that there is a possible world, a possible universe where you've got a quality Rockies team in a couple of years built around Trevor Story, um, if he's willing to sign that extension. If he thinks that whatever just happened here with Nolan does not apply to him for whatever reason, and then they don't make all the same mistakes, obviously this is a lot of ifs at this point. But uh, you do have... We'll bring mentioning, you know, Charlie Blackman's still obviously a part of this. We know he's getting older, but people have expected him to stop hit any given year. And then, yeah, after those two guys, it's a, it's a bunch of dudes with everything to prove and their first opportunity to do it. So it'll be interesting. I, I see AJ's not buying it at all. But so are you ready to then just trade Story and, and Gray and Marquez? And are you with Rudo on this one? Just burn it all down and start building toward the Zach Veen era? Yeah, I'm... I don't want to. Um, I think that you could talk yourself into, you know, there's a, there's a world where Story and Rogers make up a great middle infield. McMahon and Fuentes make up a really solid uh, corners in your infield, you know, and then whatever happens in your outfield, you know, Charlie will still be around, Tapia, what, you know, whatever. Um, whatever's going to like whatever How dare you sir <laughs> whatever it's going to be will be but right, right. there are so many ifs that you, you're like oh if this guy continues to be legit if this guy takes another step and this guy takes a step and this happens and 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 this is exactly how i talked myself into picking the ottawa senators to make the playoffs is you're like oh if all these things happen if all of these things come together in perfect concert then we're still looking at a team that's probably fighting for third place in its own oh, division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They're not going to win anything this year. I think the question is just can they start to build towards something interesting and provide you with a group of players that you're excited to watch, if as much for their own progression than for – because, right, yeah, they're, they're fighting for third place at best here. I think that's understood one way or the other. So it's just something about that, that. That's where I'm That's where I'm saying, why are you making the investment in story then? Because you have the McMahons, all of those things with McMahon and Fuentes and Tapia and, and Rodgers, all those things are going to happen regardless of what you do with Trevor Story. Whatever's going to be is going to be. But you know that you're, you're at decision time with Gray and Story. You need to make choices here. Uh, you can let those other you can let those other situations play out. Give those guys all the innings that, frankly, you should have given them the last two years anyway. And yeah. you know now now you don't have a choice. You backed yourself into a corner where you're not you you don't have a choice to compete anymore. So do whatever. Find you know try and mine the bullpen arms that you can get. Do you know maybe you get a little bit lucky. You get hot and you can compete. Great. But Trevor Story isn't the isn't the difference between any of that. And if he's not going to stick around, and you know he's not going to stick around, move him. And whatever money that you're going to save from not paying position players, try and reinvest into, you know, maybe you keep Marquez long-term. You give a longer-term deal to Freeland. You give a longer-term deal to any of these other arms that prove anything that are coming up. You know, Ryan Rollison and... Etc. 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 Whatever is going to happen with all those guys, you know, Senzatella continues to be a perfectly fine guy. You want to keep him for a while? Great. Do that. That's fine. You know, that money should be reinvested back into your staff. 
and find people that find guys that have been successful in Colorado that can be successful in Colorado and keep them. Don't let don't let pitchers who have been good in Colorado walk. You know, position players are the one thing that they've been able to pretty well churn out throughout most of their history. You know, not to not to steal the six the seventy six or stuff here, but trust you know, the process, trust, baby. Just trust that process. Like you need to you need to you need to make some changes. You need to and short of making significant changes, they have development problems anyway. Um, but but they. I don't think I don't think we're going to get the reimagining of an of an organization that they need. So be realistic about it. They're not going to. It's it's it just doesn't make any sense to me to to sign story long term. Even because even if even if you get him there, that money is going to cost you players at at other positions. Just move on. Like just just clean it out and. Load up on load up on playing time for some younger guys, and you know that you know that you're not. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be painful. But Trevor Story is not the difference there. It's going to be ugly and painful with or without him. You know, I would say probably wait for a little while for a team to get desperate. Uh, wait for injuries to stack up elsewhere. Wait for somebody to call you and try and deal from whatever position of strength that you can. Uh, I would wait till in season. Uh, I wouldn't do it right now because nobody's giving up top prospects for anything right now. Uh, so I would, I would wait personally. And, you know, you don't want to let that guy walk, but ultimately if that's what happens, I, I just don't think that reinvesting the money into him is the right answer. I mean, forget skipping steps. The Rockies are tumbling down the staircase right now. But they, <laughs> they're going to have to dust themselves off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I say this as an idiot who will watch every single second of the disaster tier Rockies. Like I didn't miss a single game of the 48 point ab season. Like I'm dumb enough that I'll just keep watching. <laughs> I'm preparing myself for three years of darkness. Basically yeah. is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh but so is, I, is 2024 that that first year you can maybe hope that if you do things right that can be the start of of a new window of relevance or contention or or is it going to be longer than that I mean I'm not going to try and predict the future I anything can happen in sports so who knows who knows what could happen who knows what falls into the Rockies lap if they do end up trying to move a, a story Something could go their way and it could accelerate the timeline or nothing could go their way and they could really follow the 76ers and be a disaster for half of a decade. Like who knows on, on the other, like on the other side of this. So they traded for some nice prospects and they go from the 29th farm system to the 20th. Dope. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, uh I'm not going to, no, nope, I'm not taking that bait right now. Not having that fight. Not having that fight today. Well, also if they uh, do if they do trade away, you know, some of their better players, they're going to lose more games, which translates to better draft picks. So, okay, if we're saying they go from the 29th to the 20th best uh, prospect uh, system, the next year after that, they could have a much more meteoric jump from getting a you know top five pick. So, if you're not good at winning, you need to be good at losing. And you know, being somewhere in the middle. It's, it's really like shooting yourself in the foot in a lot of ways. And, and that's, you know, 
even before the Arenado trade, we said the Rockies need to find a direction and figure out what it is. And I, I think in a lot of ways, they still need to find that direction. Yep. Yeah. Right now, the Rockies are in what we call the Calgary zone. Yep. You don't ever want to be in the Calgary zone. You don't we want, all know you what don't that means, AJ. But for those who don't, say, could you explain Canada, that? Canada, right? You don't, you don't want to be the team that you're good enough to win 80 games a year. 81, you're going to go 81 and 81 every year. You don't want to be that team. Pointless. And that and that's why I'm I'm torn because I do think that's part of why I think the earlier you you trade Trevor the better with the understanding that a lot of times like you said AJ you wait till closer to the deadline because that's when teams are getting desperate you might get a better deal but if you've got Trevor Story on your team through the first half of the season with the Rockies rotation they stay healthy they could drag themselves to a 500 record I think relatively easily and that's not necessarily where you want to be you trade him at the beginning of the year and you're making a totally unproven brendan rogers your opening day starting shortstop now you're a team that's you know everything would have to go right for that team to pull themselves to a 500 record and and now you're you're setting yourself up i think a little bit better there so that's probably why i would look to move him earlier in the season at least maybe not wait till the deadline i, I think you got to probably play some games and maybe give rockies fans just a chance to breathe for a minute but yeah it's uh uh and and to your point about the pitching that's also why i wouldn't do the full you know burn it to the ground because if, if you've considered the full rebuild burn it to the ground would also include trade john gray trade herman marquez i'm more inclined to go AJ's route there and okay I've moved out Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado now we've gained you know all this financial flexibility uh we've got maybe a couple of prospects back I'm signing Gray and Marquez well Marquez had a little bit but even extend the extension whatever and Freeland and Sensatella and all these guys are maybe going shopping for some pitching because I've long been on that train that this team has to make pitching their first second and third priority and with these young guys who are still in the middle of their primes with Marquez yeah. Gray and Freeland that when, if they're all 20, so, so Patrick throughout the, the year 2024, right? Those guys will all be 29, 30 years old. They'll all be free agents though in 2024. If not if so I just them. Yeah. Not, well, that's what I'm saying. Not if I just mm -hmm. used all the savings from the Nolan Arenado and, and not paying Trevor story or another position player to replace. And him. you can do that if very creatively that all in the rotation. Yeah. You can do that creatively. I mean, look at the deal that Trevor Bauer just signed, you know, three years, uh, about 105 million. He's yeah. basically getting paid so 40 million. How much are the Rockies million. paying that one? Well, no, check, but 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 look at how the money is paid out. Instead of it being like 35 plus, or 40, you know, 35 plus million dollars a year, it's 40 million dollars the first year, 45 the second, and then the third year is only 15. So if you don't re-sign Trevor Story, you can lock up both Freeland and Sensatella long term. Now you maybe you're paying Kyle Freeland 25 million dollars for the next two seasons. But then when your team is getting better and you're going to need to save some of that money, then he's only making $15 million Something going like forward that. after that. you got to get creative. We've been saying it all offseason. The Rockies need to get a lot more creative, and they've stopped doing that altogether for the last three offseasons. Well, if you, if you try to – if you go the burn-it-all-down approach, the, the thing that you're trying to do is build the rotation you have today. Like that's, right, that's right. what your that's your goal. You're talking about these top five picks and it's like, what are you going to use those picks on? Most likely pitching. All right, great. Now you've now, now you're spending $5 million on your first round pick to come in and hopefully become Herman Marquez. 
because what happened with the what happened with the last top five pick that the Rockies used? Like, where where he at? Where where did that money go to? What happened with that? Those are no guarantees. So Rogers, you're talking you're talking with. You know, Riley Pine should serve as the example of why burning it down is scary. Yeah, I mean, there's there's never any guarantees, and it takes a long time to go through the draft, and and that can be a tough way to do it too. I, I do think it's got to be a mix, and I with as young as the guys are that they have now, I just I don't think you necessarily need to move on from that core of starting pitchers. But I I also don't think you stop taking high-profile pitchers in the top 10 or top five in your draft picks. If you got them, you got to keep doing that. You maybe not well, we, yeah, of uh, course. Maybe, not maybe yeah, no, no, not out of high school. But, I think we've let, But right. don't do it on purpose. Like, don't totally. lose, don't throw those guys away and then turn around and spend all of your draft picks trying to get them back. You have them in their mid-20s right now. That should be, that should be the building block. Those three guys, Gray, Marquez, and Freeland, should be the building block. That should be those should be the guys that they invest in and they say this is how we're going to rebuild this. It all to me it all hinges on those cats. And then whatever you like Sensatella, whatever. Whatever you get out of Ryan Rollison, you can get four and five guys. Uh, you know, pretty pretty readily available around the league if you wanted them. Um I think they need to do some they need they need to do some major PR work on their reputation around the league because right now why would why would anybody that has any value at all and is not looking at you as the absolute last destination in major league baseball want to come and play for your organization i i can't think of a single reason why even even me if i was a, if i was a pro player right now i'd be looking at the rockies going i'm good if that's my if that's the last mlb job i can go get Awesome. Other than that, no reason for me to go sign there. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. Hey, if Spence has any other notes, we're going to need some on the other side of this. We might need a little bit of throwing some sunshine our way. One thing I know that throws sunshine your way, though, is a little bit of Colorado rugby. Very, very excited to be getting out to Glendale uh, Infinity Park out there very, very soon when the weather gets better because it's going to be Rugby Town National Training Center, Rugby Town USA, right here in Glendale, Colorado for the USA Eagles men's and women's rugby 15 teams. You know, our guy Colton Strickler's got you covered on DNVR Rugby, the podcast, whether you need to learn the game for the first time or you really are ready for that in-depth stuff, interviews with the players, everything that's going on, and there is a lot going on they're going to be bringing out all kinds of athletes some of which you may have heard of before trying to convert them into rugby players some of the best in the world it's really going to get fun out there so again make sure you're hitting up the dnvr rugby podcast whether you need those 101s or you need the exclusives colton's got you covered and it really is a fun game i highly recommend you you get into it if you're not spending quite as much of your time this summer watching the rockies 24 7 you need a little something else to do with your time, recommend a rugby. Get in on that. Um, and then when you're done appreciating 
some of the most impressive bodies, I said it, in all of professional athletics, well, then you can appreciate some of the most impressive minds in all of the nation because they've got themselves educated at MSU Denver online, and you can do so as well. I've taken a couple of classes. There are a lot of people here in our uh, staff have done so. In our staff is not how you say that. If you get educated at msudenver.edu slash online, you'll learn why what I just said was incorrect, or maybe not. You'll just learn about the history of Victorian England or comic books, or maybe you'll learn about the future of Victorian England or comic books. No, I don't know. They got all kinds of stuff there. Whether you're finishing up an old degree, starting a new one, you just want to get a new skill underneath your belt. They've got the best teachers. They're super engaged. They're responsive to emails and questions and all of your concerns. And they tend to work in the department that they're educating you in. So sometimes they might know some people you can find work with. Really, really quality education and people who are experts in the digital education thing. Go to MSU dot edu i'm sorry msudenver.edu slash online and use that promo code dnvr sports they will waive the application fee for you take sports management steal jeff breidich's job <laughs> it's all right there i think he's he's probably the most famous alumni of msu denver isn't that's where he went from, to school right? I they, do, that's lot, right. I they do call it the harvard of colorado so there uh all right spence what do you have for us, man? Can you get? Can you throw us anything? <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna do my best here because I am an internal optimist, of course, especially when it comes to the Rockies. Um, so I think a couple. We need to look at a couple things here. Is uh, first of all, I want to say I am no. This is, this is a fun way to start this, but I am no longer a Colorado Rockies fan. Um, but not in the way you think. I'm. I am a Trevor Story, Ryan McMahon, Rymel Tapia, John Gray. Kyle Freeland. I'm a fan of all those guys. I'm not Keep a fan going. of the You're organization. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, Charlie Blackman, Garrett Hampson, yes. Josh Fuentes, Elias yeah. Diaz, uh, Senzatella, um, <laughs> Austin Gomber, who I want to talk about a little bit. Um, <laughs> the, you know, like I, I'm still going to cheer for these dudes. Like I have not decided yet personally, if I will go to Coors Field this year, because I've always said, if you're if you're gonna complain about something, and you have a chance to possibly change what you're complaining about, you have to take that chance, or you gotta stop complaining. And is it gonna work that if I don't go to Rockies games? No. Is it gonna work if fifty thousand of us decide to not go to a single game this year? Maybe. Will it work three years from now? Who knows? But so I haven't decided if I'm going to games or not this year. I still will watch every game. Um, but I am, you know, another thing that I, I think is important to say here is did the Rockies get back a good prospect pool for Nolan Arnado? No, we all know that by looking at it. But at the same time, are, th- are these guys really bad? Nolan Arnado, they said he's going to be a catcher. They, they, you don't know. And that's the thing is I think people, yes, it hurts that Nolan left. I was in the airport in Arizona waiting for my rental car line and saw that Nolan was traded and about shed a tear. That's not because he's just, I love the dude. I love his heart. I love what he brought to the Rockies. I own two Rockies jerseys and one is his uh, nickname Jersey. And I will never get rid of that. I love that Jersey. And, but like the thing is, is I, I always look at this as everybody says the prospects suck. How do we know that they haven't played in the MLB yet. Guys have come up to the MLB and thought everybody's going to be, Oh, this is going to be the greatest dude in the world. 
and then he's terrible. He's he's a Riley Pine. He never even makes it. He's a third overall pick and never makes it. And then there's dudes drafted in the 15th, 16th, 17th round that are 10-year professional hitters hitting 250, 260 and playing every day. So I want to pump the brakes on my sadness, I guess, if you will. Like, I'll still be sad that Nolan's gone. But my optimism that, you know, Ella Harris, Montero, Tony Losi, Tony Losi, Mateo Gill, and Jake Summers are trash. And Austin Gomber, who's already made it to the majors and has a 3.72 ERA in his career in 94 innings with 104 strikeouts. Fine. You know, like I, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to be hopeful that these dudes are better than they're advertised. Because I think Nolan was, I read through his scouting reports, he was way better than advertised. Am I sitting here saying any of these guys are going to be Nolan Arenado? No. Am I hopeful for that? Of course I am. But maybe Ryan McMahon moving to third base full-time and he gets full-time at bats. Maybe he's a 270 hitter with 20 bombs. You never know. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, give a pass to the Rockies organization for what they did or feel like they got enough value. But I'm also not going to say that this trade is a signed, sealed, delivered loss until three, four years down the road. The Tulo trade we all thought was great, right? You get Jeff Hoffman. What's he been? He's garbage. I watched him give up like 10 runs to the Arizona Diamondbacks one year. One game, sorry. I, I was like, this, yeah, was exactly. I, I remember that game. And and Tinoco, what is, he's, he's done nothing. You know, like we thought that was a good trade and it ended up not being. You know, and Tulo never became anything after that anyways. So it's like, whatever, it was a wash both ways, I guess. But I'm not totally going to give up on what the Rockies got back until they don't make the majors, personally. Big drive Spence bringing it. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in what you just said. I made the joke earlier on TDSP about how I had spent <coughs> quite a bit of time today on Austin Gomber's baseball reference page. And, uh, you know, I'm still not blown away by any. But I actually do think that there's it's like you said, it's like he looks like a very solid <coughs> fourth or fifth rotation guy potentially now to think that top that's four the top four percent in the mlb in barrel rate barrel right percentage. he misses barrels he's he's got some really nice peripherals he's a fly ball guy so there's some question marks there too so like you said there's never going to be a oh you traded nolan for a fifth rotation guy forget try to take a deep breath it's been a week for just a moment like you were saying remove nolan arenado from the equation say might austin Gomber. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> Might Austin Gomber or eventually Mateo Gill or some of these other guys positively contribute for the Rockies? You can't say no, they won't just because they're not Nolan Arenado. Like you're right, and I, I think that's worth pumping the brakes. On. They'll never be worth the trade, but these guys themselves could, could be something interesting. It, it's not even necessarily the value of the trade for me. It's the entire concept of the trade. You do right. not play, you do not trade the greatest player in your franchise's history for a maybe. You just don't do it. Totally. Well, but, and, but I will say, I will yeah. counter argue that a little bit. In baseball, that is almost always the case, is it not? Any trade for minor leaguers and prospects is always a maybe. Unless it's Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, I haven't. There's no guy that's coming out that's like, oh, he's guaranteed to be good. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend the Rock. Well, maybe Mike a little Trout bit. Mike was but, drafted like 19th, wasn't he? But coming out of like, like everybody was like, this guy once is. Once he was in the minors. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. But don't the, Rockies right, already have, don't the Rockies already have a bunch of maybes? I mean, every organization has their maybes. Every organization has first round, second round, third round, 40th round pick. Um, but when 
to Guto's point, if you're trading a, a once in a generational player, you need more than just maybes. It's it's why you know D- Deshaun Watson when he you know gets traded, there he's not going to get traded for you know a, a fifth or sixth round pick because well look at Phil Lindsay Lindsay he didn't get drafted so really Texans you you know a couple six round picks will be enough because guys can go undrafted and become pro bowlers so you well, don't right that's why that. no one's making that the argument that the trade is is better because of that what what's being said here is that you can't use that the opposite of that logic and say therefore these guys definitely aren't going to be anything because we're all saying that now i think the the best they might not be anything what, great i think that's kind of the argument they, they certainly they, could be something but but they but they very well even could be i think the the better argument for what spence is trying to say here is the acquisition of herman marquez even when they got him in that trade he was not the prized pitching prospect out of the Rays organization that anybody wanted and so the question mm-hmm. becomes this and this is where the the cynical people go, well, they got lucky. And the people who watch the process maybe up a little more closer and go, they got exactly the guy they wanted that they believed was going to become what he is now. And can we say definitively that that's not the case with Austin Gomber? I don't think that we can. That uh, now It doesn't seem as likely, but again, there's no... Herman Marquez was not a shiny prospect when they acquired him. They wanted him very specifically and believed in him and he turned into something so i don't think it's quite fair to say well these guys could maybe turn into a thing but none of them will be more than that to, to spence's point like well they're less than likely possible. we could say they're less than likely. oh sure sure and I, sure and and we've been saying that saying. for a week that's all i'm right. saying is it's less than point. likely right right, and right. And of course the, the the interesting wrinkle too and all that is you know uh, the rockies again had boots on the ground and, and saw her man marquez you know, the, the, the last, you know, previous seasons before they acquired him. What do the Rockies know about these minor league ball players? What did Drew Goodman just tell us that they had, had scouted the one kid that they were going to draft him before the Cardinals three got years him right ago before they didn't again. Okay. I mean, this uh, is an issue. That they stopped paying attention to him after that. Again, this is, well, they, they stopped this, paying attention in 2020 because there was no, well, no, one, well, no, no, no one was point. able to pay. Well, is that, right, it, no that makes it a lot harder for them, year. but nevertheless, that is one of the reasons why it, it makes it a bit less likely that that this deal it's historically bad. AJ, you got something on your mind. Go ahead. I don't give a shit what the return is. They paid fifty million dollars <laughs> to get out of a situation they created with their own best player. The return is irrelevant. We're, you can't compare this to Walker or Holiday or Tulo. They created the toxic toxic environment, which forced the player to say, "I don't want to be a part of this shit anymore." And so they bounced, and they the the return is irrelevant. What happens from year on out, like what these guys become, the only thing it does is it 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 puts shades of gray on how bad this is, because it doesn't undo that they created this problem. They put themselves in this position. This was not, hey, Matt Holiday is not going to sign with you. He wants to test free agency and see what he can go out and get. He wants to see what's out there. Okay, we understand that. We have to move him for the best deal that we can. Great. Like, that's, that, is a, that is a thing that happens in baseball all the time. You can, If you have a problem with that, you have a problem with the power broker system that is baseball's economics, which needs a total overhaul, but is a completely different conversation than what we're having right now. For me, I don't give a shit what Austin Gomber does with the Rockies this year. I do not care. 
because the people who created the environment that that forced that forced Nolan out of Colorado are the people that made the decision on what they got in the return. Why the hell would I ever trust any of them with anything ever again? I wouldn't take directions from Jeff Breidich at this point. Like, it's ridiculous. These these are the dudes that created the problem, and they're still in the positions of power making all of the decisions moving forward. I don't care what Austin Gomber does. I don't care what any of these other guys do. It never should have happened. And the fact that all of these people are still hanging out in these positions of power is an institutional failure. It is an in, there, that there is no higher power that, that can come in and say, all of you idiots are fired means we're stuck forever with this nonsense until somebody decides to do something different. And this is the kind of seismic event that should cause the great awakening organizationally. And if that press conference a couple of days ago is any indication that has not taken place. So all we can do is expect that if they did a wonderful job and Austin Gomber goes out and wins a Cy Young, guess what's going to happen? That dude's getting traded in two years. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't disagree with any of that. I, I think Spence was just saying some people are just going to see those as two different things. No one's ever going to defend or go back and say, hey, the Nolan Arenado trade was great now because this guy turned into a thing. He's just saying it's okay to at some point put that down and go, that was awful. And you don't have to hold that against these guys who it's are coming Austin in Gomber's and just try. That's, like, that's oh, all yeah, we're no saying here. This is an Austin Gomber's fault. fault. I, I hope Mateo Austin Gomber does fault. win a Cy Young. <laughs> totally. I legitimately <laughs> feel bad for Austin Gomber having to come in and like, <laughs> I like people guys... that don't know anything about him are like shitting all over him, and it's like whoa, 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 whoa! Just right. let the guy be who he's gonna be. The, right? It's not any of these point, guys. Calling fault. all these guys trash because they're not enough for Nolan Arenado isn't fair to them. I think is oh, the that's point true, that yeah. Spence was trying to make. I hope none of these guys listen to these shows, please. Well, Some we've never do. said anything oh, on the like DNVR Rockets podcast. Well, actually, you know who listens to these shows? It's the family members. Yeah, I'm I'm painfully aware of that. Well, we've never said now. these guys are, are trash, and, and, and we won't because they're way better baseball right. players and athletes than, than <laughs> we are. I just hope right. I just hope that that Gill and uh, Summers in particular can at least, you know, make their major league debuts because, yeah, I, I want every ball player to be able to do that. But um, Plus, that, that sounds that like a phenomenal a songwriting shot. tandem, right? It's always Gill and Summers, right? Ooh, that's that's I a. Mean, uh, yeah. From the fan point of view, absolutely. It's you don't like how the bread got made, but hopefully all these dudes are MVPs, right? You know the odds are extremely low, but as I Spence put it very, very well, I don't know if I'm rooting for the Rockies, but I'm certainly rooting for the players. Always. Run down that list again, Rudo. Go ahead. (laughs) Every single one of us. No. (laughs) No, he gave us. Um, All right. (laughs) It's time for final thoughts, feelings, desperations, opinions, nightmares, dreams, hopes. My, my, my dream is that question. these dudes get fired and that they don't work in baseball ever again and that the Munfords don't own the Rockies anymore and that Rockies fans finally get some modicum of salvation and have any room for hope whatsoever 
because I don't feel like with Clown Shoes McGee in charge, it's ever going to happen. I don't feel like there's any reason for me to ever believe in anything Rockies again, certainly with Jeff Breidich. And once Jeff Breidich gets removed and the next sycophant gets hired, I'm not going to feel any better because I'm not going to trust that dude at all. So until Dick Mumford decides to remove himself from the process and hire an actual like president, like and, and turn over the baseball operations of everything to people that know what the hell they're doing, and for him to invest in the infrastructure of his organization, there's no trust whatsoever. My my hopes and dreams for the Rockies in the next maybe my lifetime are not uh, they're they're more or less dead. We need to get John Elway to have a conversation with Dick Monfort and do the same exact thing that he just did to himself. Remove himself from making player decisions and fire Jeff Bradich and find someone else that can maybe do a better job. Well, actually anybody else that they would even consider hiring has to do a better job at this point, I think. There you go, Rudo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Establish a baseline, because I I refuse to ever hope that the Monfords will ever sell. I don't believe they will. Mm. I will not let myself think that. If they do, great. <laughs> but right. you need to establish a baseline of what the Monfords are willing to do to allow the Colorado Rockies to win hockey games. Hockey games. Yeah, yeah screw it. May as well. Make them a <laughs> hockey team. Okay, it's still back to being uh, a hockey what, team. You have to establish what they are willing to do financially. Well, what is their that. goal? Is there is their goal to just run a, a good business? Or is their goal to win a World Series? Those two things are don't have to be mutually exclusive, but to this point they've been. Yeah, right. And once but once I you've established that a baseline that's you can problem. work within the confines of that and you need to start doing the correct things as an organization to do your best to win within those confines, whether it's playing more money ball, more effectively diving deeper into the analytic side of things, hiring anyone competent at the MLB level in the front office. Be a start. There will not be effective change in the organization. I believe at minimum until Jeff Breidich is gone and someone competent is put in his place, probably multiple more people need to be put into the front office, more go-betweens between Monfort and the actual baseball happen. <laughs> and who would hire those people? And we're back to that yeah, problem again. It, right. it, yeah. Final question. Problem, final question. What's you, you are gifted a Rockies Jersey this weekend. What player do you get? Arenado seemed like he was the lock, right? You'd, you'd probably want to get an Arenado jersey if you don't. Who do you – and Blackman's got about two years left, three years left. Is it Blackman or are you going kind of outside the box a little bit? Does, Give me Rymel Tapia. That's a good jersey. Okay. Does a NASCAR SpongeBob shirt qualify <laughs> as the Colorado Rockies jersey? I'll give you a 33 Walker. I, I was hoping to get somebody on the roster now, but you know what? You, you found a loophole. If, I, if I'm taking an old player, it'd be a 17 Helton for sure. But AJ is going to pick somebody on this roster. Give me give me one that uh, it's the number zero and it's Munford because that guy's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I'll take a Freeland. <laughs> there you go. Hometown hero, man. You got to love yeah. that story. Forever. There we go. 
I refuse How can to you not root for Kyle I won't yeah. do it. Yeah, Sam. No. I don't want to own baseball jerseys. <laughs> oh, come on. They're so... They're so not wearable casually. <laughs> no, know, right? And just... hockey jerseys are those only moves? wear them to baseball games. Yeah, because you go into an ice rink and you're cold as hell and they keep you nice and warm. <laughs> All the way up to your wrists and your wrists are freezing. They're not long enough. Uh, all right. I think on that note, we've got to wrap it up. So thanks everyone for hanging out. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Not sure if this, <laughs> as Patrick said, put a bow on anything for you, but uh, at least Spence was able to give us a couple of positive thoughts after a week of you, really just, just diving into this and in, in all of the terrible ways that it is terrible and <laughs> aj i think bringing many of them uh, uh right into the limelight so hopefully next week we can move on and and start talking about other things obviously this is going to loom over the organization for a while but it's not going to be the center of conversation every single day so we thank you for everyone who's made it through this week with us together it's it's been quite something make sure that you're not missing out on anything by following everybody on social media oh boy here we go we got at patrick the lions at, are you at nathan rudolph we did this last time before mine is a nightmare it's nathan yeah, underscore. double underscore rudolph it's a horrible follow at yeah. dnbr avalanche it's take some japanese guy has it so i don't think we're gonna be able to buy that one off him I, i've heard that story a million times already <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't been there of course you've got at aj hayfley at big drive spence and also at is it just at big drive energy is the pod uh dnbr underscore golf Oh, it just that's where you want to go to the, the big drive energy is the pod. You want the follow DNVR underscore golf and you want to subscribe to the DNVR.com. When you do, you get all that written content. Plus you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, you get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar and you get to hang out with us in our private discord chat, talking about TV, movies, hiking, all the other sports, Star Wars, anything you want to talk about. We're hanging out in there all the time. Uh, this community, man, we, we've really been through quite a lot together. It looks like we're going to be going through uh, quite the baseball season. So you can come hit these guys up, talk to them about their beats or just whatever else is going on out there in the world. We really do appreciate you all continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you we will continue to be all of us in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 